quitters never give up. What's up, party people? It's episode 58 of Quitters Never Give Up. I'm Christopher. I got Edwin, Chan, Lindsay, and today as our guest, we have Robin. T-Ragger Robin. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, that was uh, Taylor Hawkins singing Somebody to Love uh, with Dave Grohl playing drums and the Foo Fighters. At their, apparently, according to the clip, it's at their last concert in Chile. Yeah, so Friday, 8 p.m., the Foo Fighters announced that he passed in uh, Bogota, Colombia. So many people comment on Twitter about it, and it's just shocking to everybody. So um, he was um, he was primarily their drummer, but it sounds like he was also uh, he also sang for them at some points. Uh, well, he had several cover bands that he sang for. He had like a police uh, cover band. He had a metal cover band. He, he'd been on the show talking about Birds of Satan, which was an original band that he had on the side. Several interviews with Kevin and Bean, he said that he, you know, just likes to stay busy. So even when they're off, he forms a band and they play whatever group, whatever thing, whatever he wants to play at that time. So shocking news, RIP to Taylor Hawkins. I'm sure this is going to be a big topic on all the podcasts coming up. Yeah. Coming from North Carolina, how'd you get involved in Bean and Alley and Kevin and Bean? Well, um, I have a very complicated history of my living situations. I was born in Michigan and um, we moved to California when I was two years old. So I did my majority of growing up in Southern California. I lived in Anaheim. And then when I was about 18, I went back to Michigan and seven different states in between. So now I'm in North Carolina. My husband and I moved here like two and a half years ago from Detroit. So we're here. We're liking it. We have acreage and it's it's nice. California living is too expensive. Yeah. Very expensive, as you guys are aware. So <laughs> Yeah, it's getting pretty pricey. It is. It was, we're actually going to Disneyland. And I know this is off topic, but we are going to Disneyland. And I used to be a Disneyland local. That's what we did on Friday nights. I know it sounds spoiled, but that's just what we did. Um, we had a, well, I had an annual pass. and. I found the annual pass not too long ago, and it was $99 for a year, no blackout dates, nothing. And this was back in 96. Now to go, I think we paid $358 for one day. And it's just, it's insane. And I'm like, I don't remember having to go to Disneyland and have to plan out my day. Me and my sister had annual passes. We went all the time. And so we so go, you know the increase, the, the oh, price yeah. increase is insane. And it's it was like, like 700 bucks for my last pass. In, is that that's not even like is that a limited one because that's not a um don't yeah it wasn't different... even the most expensive right <laughs> it's like the it's mid just, one it's a lot but i do want my husband to experience it just once because it's disneyland so 
so yeah we have a full schedule when we get out there so it should be fun so you you would listen to kevin and bean like oh. what years sorry yeah um no worries all throughout high school, I listened to Kevin and Bean. And then when I moved to Detroit back in 2008, I used to stream it live all the time. So I'd be at work because it was, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, Detroit time. I would be listening to it at work. And it was just, I carried it with me. I mean, I used to drive to Cleveland Clinic all the time from Detroit. So I would always have them just to listen to. And it was just, I carried him with me. And then obviously when Bean said he was leaving, I knew the day was coming, but my heart was shattered. And while I was so happy for him, it was like, when they closed down Disneyland for the pandemic, I'm like, wow, that's serious because that was like my childhood. That means like it's a big thing. So when when Bean announced his departure, I was like, well, I'm happy for him. But that was like the last of my actual memories from California. You know what I mean? Like, because that was an everyday thing for 30 years. I mean, it was insane. Like it just and then obviously when they all got fired over the phone in the pandemic, that was shocking just it was just a big mess so when they announced the podcast a cup of tea in a chat with Ali and Bean I was stoked because you know I could actually have them back in my ear holes again so that's how I became a Kevin and Bean listener and fun well I don't know if it's a fun story but my brother when I was in sixth grade him and his friend he's two three years older than me my brother he thought it would be funny to call Loveline and that was when that was starting up and he used to call Loveline and he would say, oh, my sister, I don't know what to do with her. She's just crazy. She's running around the house with an axe. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they wanted like some <laughs> extreme stories. And these things got on the radio and I'm like, oh, my God. And it was just, yeah. So K-Rock's always been in our household for, you know, since I was in the sixth grade. So that was what, 94? I mean, it was just insane. So that's how I became a Kevin and Bean fan. Similar story to a lot of us, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still listen to it if I'm walking and I, well, I walk around the track on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. And if I'm by myself, I'm just cracking up and I'll even start clapping and laughing and just I must look like a crazy fool just walking around. I honestly wonder if like there is another radio show or set of radio personalities that has like bred this much fan folklore, I suppose. And this much, you know, 30, 40 years later is still so relevant to so many people. Yeah. It's funny because sports guy brings that up and he talks about Lamont and Tonelli up in Northern California. And I think they're stupid, but he thinks it's funny, but he's kind of got more of a 14 year old sense of humor. So, and I know they've been around forever, but I don't know that I, well, there's something else with the bone. I don't know, but is he's just like, <laughs> you guys should cover, he's like, you guys should cover other, you know, radio stuff. I'm like, they don't have an archive. And they don't have the following that Kevin and Bean had. So anyways, it's just, I'm like, well, then you go listen to it and you pull funny bits and then we'll put it in the show. Yeah, you start your own <laughs> podcast. Fourth <laughs> guy podcast. Right? Start your own Donnie and the Bone podcast. Or whatever it was. <laughs> what is, uh, Weenie and the Butt. That was the one from uh, Simpsons. Family Guy. Uh, family Guy. Family Guy. Family Guy. Family Guy. One of them. The animated. Close enough. You're right. It's amazing how there's a, a community and it was just a, a show that gave, gave us laughs, you know, which is very important. And, you know, that's how we all met. And there's the, the pages where people get together and you're doing the teabagger event. It's it's amazing. All right. Shall we do the week that was? Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> One, two, three. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Week that was. I 
I don't know Kevin and Bean. But Kevin and Bean, if you're out there, that's not me calling you. We're doing the week that was, March 21 to 25, 2011. That was Gary Busey. There were still going on the Gary Busey incident, I guess you could call it. Well, let's see why they were so fascinated by him, first of all. So here's what Gary does. Oh, this, is, God, this is Gary's thing, is he takes a word and then he makes it an anagram and he starts assigning other words to every letter in the word. Here's what he's come up with for Lucky. L-U-C-K-Y stands for living under correct knowledge yearly. How do you come up with this? <laughs> what I do is I take the letters of the word and spell the word and create a definition for the word. Like freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-N, facing real exciting energy, developing out of miracles. You're a character. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever worked with anyone quite like Gary because I think there are no other Garys. He is a complete original in every sense of the word. She says that as if it's a compliment, by yeah. the way. So this is why Kevin and Bean were fascinated by Gary Busey. Well, because he's Gary Busey, for one thing. And he had these anagrams, and he was just such a character. Okay, but the thing was, they weren't sure, was this the real Gary Busey calling him at this time? Who believes that anyone who claims to be Gary Busey is going to be calling us after the top of the hour? Oh, I do. I do. I do. Really? You think we're going to have a Gary Busey on? Well, that's what NBC one of the One of the Buseys is going to be on? I believe Gary Busey himself will be calling us. Okay. Again. We'll find out. Coming up after the top of the hour here on the Kevin yeah, and Beach Kevin show. Kevin, believe. <laughs> For the first time. Okay, so Beam, well, he's always a contrarian, so you never know if he's doing it just because of that or because he really didn't believe it was a Gary Busey. Okay, now, he really called this time. So this was the real Gary Busey calling. Now, before this, they had a clip. It was a listener. I think she worked at NBC or something, and she went up and interviewed him for Kevin and Bean and asked him, did you ever call Kevin and Bean? There's a lot of controversy on the Kevin and Bean radio show Who? about Kevin and Bean. So I'm assuming Who? it's not you. The Kevin and Bean radio show. show. What is that? See, it's not you. Supposedly, there's somebody that calls in and says, he's you. But obviously, he's not you. No, that's not me. It's not you. I don't know Kevin and Bean. But Kevin and Bean, if you're out there, that's not me calling you. All right. Now, maybe they will try calling you. Yeah, call me up. I'll prove it. Gary Busey, welcome to the Kevin and Bean show, my friend. For the first time. Hello? <laughs> hey, Gary. Ge Hey, guys, how are you? Very good, thank you. I would like to explain something to your radio audience right now. Please. All right. That my Twitter name is the Gary Busey. All right. All the other ones are falsivities. Okay. Okay. Now, right. have you ever called, have you called our radio show in the last three weeks? Never. Okay. Wow. We've this been, is... been hoodwinked. No, I don't, I don't have your number. And... Uh -huh. No, we're cool with that. We just want to know because somebody called with doing an impression of you, and they were doing a really good impression. You know who that is? No. no. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, this is the real Gary Busey, ladies and gentlemen. Did, did that answer all your invisible questions? It did, yes. It did. Yes, sir, it did. Yes, you sir, it did. great, man. How are you doing in this rock and roll world? We are good. We are doing great, Gary, and it's a thrill to have you on, and we are enjoying you so much on Celebrity Apprentice this season. Was it oh, fun for man, you to do? It's so much fun doing that. It's every morning is Christmas. <laughs> You're tired of it, right? What? Tired of talking about it? What? You heard me. <laughs> are you tired of talking about it? No, no, right. that's why I'm on the phone with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's one of the big reasons. Also, I want to, where are you guys located? You mean physically, where is the station? Yeah. 
It's over off Venice Boulevard in Los Angeles? My gosh, that's great. All right. Are you going <laughs> to come down here sometime? Am I am I useless then? No, no, no. I'm saying, no. What are you talking No, are you going to come down to the station sometime so we can have you on the air in person as well? Did you guys eat some speed for breakfast or did you sit in your food? You're talking like machine guns. I'm sorry. We, we do talk relatively fast. So finally, the real Gary Busey called. And uh, you could see why they love him so much. He's, he's a character. Now, what confused me, even going back and listening to this, is they had said that the producer, Alex, had confirmed this, called NBC. She said, this is the number I have for Gary Busey. Is this the right number? And they said yes. So that's why the other guy fooled him so many times. Uh, okay, so let's listen to the end of the interview with Gary Busey. Listen, wait, Gary. Listening, to, listening to him now, I feel stupid for thinking that that other guy was, was the real Gary Busey. Okay, well, hold on to your seats because just... he comes back. The the fake Gary Busey comes back, and we can compare it. So this All is right. how they ended the call with the real Gary. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Busey on the Kevin and Bean Show. Celebrity yeah. Apprentice airs Sunday nights on NBC. Gary, the invitation is open for you to come down when you have a night or a morning that you can spare and well, spend some like time with us in the studio. I'll set that up with Mike Conley, my publicist. I'll come in there. Fantastic. And we'll uh, we'll dress in costumes and have a food fight. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what exactly, I'm talking about. That's exactly right. what I was hoping for. Thank you, Mr. Busey, for joining us on the Kevin and Bean Show, sir. And don't forget, my real Twitter name is The, the. Gary Busey. All right. The Got Gary it. Busey. Fantastic. Okay. Thank, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Bye now. <laughs> By the way, kudos to the guy who fooled us three times. Yes. Okay. Let me play that <laughs> clip at the end. I, I still can't figure out what the heck he said. Thank you, <laughs> But anyway, it does. That's Gary Busey for you. So let's go around the room. Do you guys remember this when they thought it was the real Gary Busey and they got faked out? Let's start with our special guest, Robin. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I, I'm not a big, I don't watch a lot of movies and TV. I know. I just don't. But I do know who Gary Busey is. And I was like, maybe that does sound like him. But I also, I do wear hearing aids and I, sometimes I don't hear certain things. So I, I was like, well, I don't really care who it is. You know, like if it was a, uh, I don't know, Alanis Morissette or uh, Dave Grohl or somebody, you know, that I was like listening to all the time, I'd pay more attention. But I do remember this being a big thing. And I remember this interview and I'm just sitting here cracking up because I was like, they actually did get him on the phone, which is funny. So the thing yeah. was, they won both ways because the guy that, that faked him out was really funny. And then, of course, Gary Busey was really funny. I don't remember this all that well. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to reach back in my memory, but I think I was so obsessed with the Charlie Sheen remixes. I just kind of, I had out crazy myself already. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was a really big thing right then at that time. But I remember this, and I still have the same thing. I'm not really sure what was going on. Because Gary Busey's crazy enough to do this whole scenario himself. Yeah, and how about you? Um, I don't remember it, and... I probably just thought it was probably Ralph doing voices and didn't think much of it. Here's the great thing. Kevin and Bean were such good sports. And they figured, hey, if that guy was funny, he was funny. And it's the same thing with the Santa Monica guy. They didn't get mad when they got fooled. They, like, cheered. So they got the guy that faked him out on the show. Right, right now, though, I'm very, very excited. This is the final piece in the puzzle, I think, to the Gary Busey mystery that's been on the Kevin and Bean show for the past three weeks or so. We talked to a guy a couple of times that could have been Gary Busey, thought it might be Gary Busey. Turned out it wasn't Gary Busey. The guy was punking us. Then we had the real Gary Busey on yesterday. And after that interview happened, we got an email from the guy who's been playing Gary <laughs> Busey. And his name is Greg. He apparently is a Kevin and Bean fan. And we are happy to welcome him to the show. Hey, Greg, how are you, man? 
What it do, nephew? First of all, give it up. Nice. Give it up for Greg. Come on. Nice work. <laughs> you provided a great deal of entertainment for us and a great deal of arguing in the office, too, about whether you were the real Gary Busey. Please take us through it. How did it happen? Well, I, I'll tell you, it's, um, I've always kind of had a knack for doing voices, doing uh, celebrity impressions. And about a year ago, I answered a Craigslist ad about doing a Gary Busey impersonation. Never thought I could do it. Started watching some YouTube video of Gary Busey and thought, wait, hey, maybe I can't, wait, maybe wait, I can't wait. do it. I'm sorry, but I just need to butt in. Who's advertising on Craigslist that they need a Gary Busey impersonator? Even worse, who's answering those ads? <laughs> I mean, that is an awfully kinky sexual fantasy. Sure. Right. So yeah, you, you, you learned you could do it. I learned I could do it, and I learned uh, what a freeing experience it is to do a Gary Busey impersonation because you get to say whatever you want. Sure. Um, so I started doing that. And then once I heard the Celebrity Apprentice was going to be on and that he was going to be on the show, I thought, how can I finally turn this into something that's funny or actually use it? So I well sent the phone to Kevin and Bean. Well done. And just do the Gary Busey impersonation and see where it goes. Okay, so this guy did voices and he decided, hey, why don't I try to fake out Kevin and Bean? Okay, now, if you remember back the first time he called, Alex is like, oh, well, okay, I, I want to confirm this before we have you on. And they were like, well, how did that happen? So he kind of went into that a little bit. So I get Alex on the phone, and she says, okay, well, let me take your cell phone number. Sweet. Or a phone number I can reach you, and I'm going to get it verified, check out a couple things, and then we'll get back to you. And I was like, well, that's it. <laughs> I, gave her my, I gave her my cell phone number, and I figured, well, you know, I gave it a shot, and, you know, I guess it's not going to happen. And then the next day, I hear you guys on the air yep. berating Alex in the studio for not putting Gary Busey through. Hey, and I me, was like, it's back on. Let me <laughs> tell you what's funny, though. Let me tell you what's funny is that she contacted NBC, and somebody over there said, yes, that's Gary Busey's cell phone number. Yeah, so that was where the, uh, the fooling us came in, because Alex said, yeah, I confirmed that that's him. And so that's why Kevin and Bean kept taking the guy's calls. And... Of course, because it was funny. That's one thing I miss about live radio. I love podcasts and all, but something like, like that could happen. And sometimes it was a real guy, and sometimes it was a fake guy. And either way, it was fun. Yeah, you can't have that in a podcast. Yeah. And the other great thing was that Kevin and Bean, they went with things. So they didn't shoot things down. They didn't say, no, that's not in the schedule. They would go with things, kind of follow their bliss, as it were. How did they do that? How did the person at NBC, they just didn't even care and didn't even like... I'm weird. still not That's sure wild. how that part happened. There was That's another wild. part. I did bring the clip in, but I think someone that worked at on the Celebrity Apprentice was like a Kevin and Bean fan or something. And they kind of thought, oh, it'd be funny if we gave, said that was the right number. So someone in the show or at NBC kind of helped along with this. So That's once awesome. again, it's the greatness of live radio. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. It reminds me, I brought in a clip a few months ago, and uh, the guy from Different Strokes, Todd Bridges, he was just listening, and he called in, and he started busting Bean's chops about something. And I'm <laughs> like, what am I listening to? Todd Bridges just called Kevin and Bean out of nowhere. I'm bringing in the Wednesday show open. I loved it. It had a lot of stuff that was going on that year, and it's just some fun clips. So I'm just going to bring it in its entirety. about... Hello, I'm taking a dump. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! 
It's a bizarre story about an attempted rape. Uh, apparently, a dude climbed in the window and um, try, tried to get in bed with this guy's sister, mm-hmm. and she beat him off. Whoa, she beat him up. She beat him up. She beat him up. That is not how I heard the story. She beat him up no. and scared him off. That would change the whole thing. That's what I mean. I thought he left unsatisfied. <laughs> no, that's what happened. That is what happened. 94.3. It's KMGX Magic FM, the station that's growing faster than ever. And that, of course, is thanks to you and your friends. Yeah. Lisa May here. It's been awfully nice. Uh, I will be out of here at 3 o'clock. And, of course, Bob Taylor comes in, so watch out. He'll be taking you through right till 7. So have a great afternoon and keep it here at Magic FM. Good job, man. And now, good morning, binge drinkers. Our feature presentation. <laughs> a little bit of everything in that open. Got some uh, Gary. What was that guy's name? Dodson, Antoine Dodson. Dodson, yeah. Got Lisa May, Magic 106. Watch out, Bob Taylor. That's who we need to get on the show next. Let's get Bob Taylor. And then Kevin's Queen impersonation. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a classic. <laughs> that's an evergreen. That one, I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> okay, they were giving Bean some flack because of the people he follows on Twitter. And it started off because he was he thought he was following Rebecca Black. And it turned out to be fake Rebecca Black. Dean was very upset off the air earlier this morning. Because Oh, we don't have time for this. Come on, we got we gotta had, go. Because Bean had been fooled by the fake Rebecca Black Twitter account. Yeah, that was the problem. So I said, wait a minute, you're following Rebecca Black? And he said I like I, I, I like to say current. <laughs> to which I say, she's a 13-year-old that's made the worst song ever. What could she possibly tweet that you would want to read? Right, but it, I mean, it doesn't... But, it oh, takes, he's going to follow a faker. Well, he didn't know she was faking the time. He wasn't even following her. But the, yeah. the, the decision to follow <laughs> the first even time. the real one. Right. Even Agreed. if she had been real. You know but I, I've, got the, I've got the Black Plague, though, guys. It's not called the Black Plague. Stop <laughs> no. it. And that's not going to catch on either, Bean, no matter how many times you try to say it. Uh, a lot of 13-year-olds are going to go, yeah, all right, Black Plague, woo! All I know is that's what Willow Smith called it, too, by the way, is the Black Plague. I don't know why. But look, in here's her the thing. Twitter? Yes, in her Twitter. I could not hate you more. <laughs> okay. I don't follow Willow Smith, you more. but Rebecca Black retweeted Willow Smith. Look, here's the thing. The fake I'm not... Rebecca Black retweeted <laughs> no, the, real, the, the real, Smith? The real Rebecca Black, who's now on Twitter. Okay. I like to call this Bean, Bean, Bean. Following Rebecca Black and then Willow Smith is retweeting stuff. <laughs> oh man, where's all the Chris Hansen drops? Where are those? Oh, I think they did that. As a matter of fact, I didn't bring it in, but okay. So they went on from there, and they, I guess, Twitter was kind of new back then. Does that sound right to you guys? About eleven years ago, uh, they start talking about why they need to be on Twitter back in January of '09, and Lightning's oh. trying to get them on. Twitter, and they're like, why? People don't need to know what I'm doing throughout the day. This <laughs> is kind of funny. I'll, I'm going to bring that in in a couple of weeks. That t- started them on a tangent of the, the people being follows on Twitter. Bean also <laughs> follows every small radio station he can find. Oh, sweet including Jesus. Including KWLE, The Whale. Oh, i got to follow The Whale. <laughs> Who knows? The Whale might end up being funnier than initially we thought. When I saw the radio station The Whale was going to tweet, I was like, oh, I wonder what funny things The Whale is going to say. A couple of weeks ago, I got in my car and I drove the 101 miles to Anacortes, Washington to visit The Fine, Whale. Fine. Just radio to check free. it out. Good. You checked it out? Good. So, of course, Bean didn't just follow them. He drove to the radio station to say hi. Uh, let's uh, we'll finish this up with uh, some other people being followed on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jensen Carp. Oh, the Carper. 
And you know, you know Jensen. He's the guy who owns Gallery 1988, Ralph. Oh, a- yeah. AP Stylebook? Yes, AP Stylebook. AP Stylebook. Is that style? No, it's not. It's grammar. That's basically for editors of <laughs> newspapers and websites <laughs> and whatnot. So they'll come out. You know, they'll come out with the latest, uh, the hot news in uh, grammar. And <laughs> oh, the latest hot news in grammar. <laughs> I thought and, it was about and, fashion. And, and what mock you? And what not? A category though, that does not exist is the hot news in grammar. What? <laughs> How about this one? Wait, what? The, what kind of hot news is there in grammar? Well, they're the type of people, for instance, who would tweet, hey, editors, remember this weekend, it's daylight saving, not savings time. That's the kind of work that they do. And they'll also, like, if something breaks, like if there's a, like there's a new uh, person in the news or a new city in the news, they'll tweet, they'll tweet the correct pronunciation and spelling, for instance, that sort of thing. It's, just, it's, a, it's a useful tool. Here's a hot tweet from the grammar police. <laughs> Turns out it's not I after E, even after C. <laughs> I, I do follow the Grammar Girl, too, who has written a very successful oh, series of books and has so websites much. on grammar, too. Yeah, New York Times obituaries? Sure. <laughs> Got to keep up on the dead. Because you know what? They only, they're they dead for a very brief time, and then they're alive again, so you can't find out that news anywhere else. You have to find out the minute it happens. I like to stay current. Why can't you guys figure that out? Did Doc tell you about Elizabeth Taylor today? Because I think that's the case, and if so, you need to get some more obituaries on your on your Twitter. I guess so. Yeah, that's Doc that said news today. That news was broken for me on our own show. And he had I know it before that, I saw it online. That drives you crazy. Oh, you someone need, else knew something before he, he did. He needs to know it first. <laughs> Always, especially the hot grammar news. <laughs> 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 you don't get caught up short there. So, too bad for Bean. He follows the New York Times obituary, but he heard about the death of Elizabeth Taylor from his own show. So following the New York Times obits didn't help him there. <laughs> I used to love how that would get to him, that somebody else knew before him. Yeah, he <laughs> had to know it first. <laughs> uh, just curious, anybody else? Robin, are you a grammar girl, grammar police? Due to being, yes. <laughs> I am. I, I don't get crazy like him, and I don't write strongly worded letters, but I do. Um, it drives me nuts when I see people like they'll they'll – uh, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but down where I live, people will always say, oh, I seen that up the road. And I'm like, nope, nope, you didn't see nothing up the road. You saw something up the road. So I, that's one of the big ones that is probably the most common daily that I get. But stuff like that just drives me crazy. I'm with you, too. And I, uh, the your your battle is always one that I fail. But right now I see a part of as like a part of and that's not. That's not it. It's three words. A part of, not a part of. And it's just so stupid to get riled up by it. But I see it and I'm just like, God damn it. So you guys, I think we should all start following the grammar girl now since we all get riled (laughs) up by this stuff. (laughs) Okay, now speaking of Twitter, Bean had big news. He got someone to sign up for Twitter. I uh, talked someone into joining Twitter yesterday and that someone did and sent his or her first tweet. Okay, so real quick, like any guesses? 2011, Bean signed up someone for Twitter. Think of Bean's weird sense of humor. Robin, you can get the first guess. I Bean is such a whack out dude. I don't know. I don't even know who. I'm going to say somebody on the show. Um, Striker. Okay. Lindsay? Uh, someone from like Chester Bent. What's the, how do you say the last name? Bennington. Oh, from Lincoln Bennington, Park? Bennington, from Lincoln Park. Okay. Random. Dan, your guess? I'm going to say one of the pugs or is a gardener up in Seattle. Is it Jesus? Is that right? 
Okay. Christopher, uh, your guess? I'm going to say Nick the sign holder. Oh, you're uh, the closest. Let's go on. And then they blocked you immediately? I'm sure that's still to come. Yeah, it's today, happen, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Doto is now on Twitter. Oh! Doto wow. is okay. now on Twitter. I may have to follow Doto. I take it. I don't follow a lot of people, but I may have to follow you him. You were right. We were wrong. Yeah. That's fantastic. I thought it would be a fantastic way for us to keep tabs on the International Man of Mystery. And I'm eager to see what he's going to be do- doing for the world. As am I. Yeah, what he's going to be doing for the for world. The world. <laughs> okay, so we have Bean to thank for that. I, we should try to look it up, see what Docho's first tweet was. It's probably something about a buffet, is my guess. Wasn't Ralph <laughs> one of the huge Twitter holdouts? Yeah, I think you're right. He would always berate them when they would bring it up, like it's dumb. <laughs> so speaking of Doto, they actually finally tracked him down. He happened to be in the U.S., and they got him on the show. This was a really good appearance for Doto, is what I mean. He was very doe. Doto met a girl, took her out for dinner, and then and then had sex, got some. That's crazy, Doe. I didn't know that ever happened for you. Yeah, it, it could happen if you just put your mind to it, right, Bean? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't know why you're talking to me. I, ha- I haven't been late in 11 years. I don't know why you're talking to me. <laughs> I, thought that you, I thought that you get women almost every week, Bean. Yes, that's true. Bean gets women every week. That is very true. So you were in Hong Kong when you guys went on your date? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why didn't you, if you went to Hong Kong, you found a woman who would do you. Why didn't you stay there? Why did you come back to America? Because no one in this country will do you. I don't, you know what? It, it's a, life's a, life's a box, box of chocolate, Bean. That, by the way, that's <laughs> true. That's science. Life is like a box of chocolate. So are you going to keep in touch with the young lady or you just hit it and quit it? Uh, you know what? To be honest, it's kind of up in, it's kind of up in the air this time, Bean. Yeah. Did you get her phone number? Yeah. Have you called it? Yeah, I called and she changed her number. How about that? <laughs> so it's up in the air because she's running from me as fast as she can? Yes. Okay, Doe in classic form here. And I love his idea. Oh, my God, someone said they have Doe's first tweet. That Yes, that's me. His first tweet is Bean K-Rock on 3-23-11. That's it. <laughs> that's all it says? That's all it says. Bean K-Rock. That doesn't say at Clyde Tumball. Now, remember, this is 2011, so Twitter might not have been easy to use because I see he's signing everything, too. Like, he says, Bean, what's up? I'm on Twitter. Doe. Well, I actually misspells Doe. It says, there's an R in Doe somewhere. And then he says, I need some babes. In true Doe-to fashion, he gets off, like, in April and never tweets again. Okay, well, we just got to be thankful for what we got from Doe. Okay, now we heard Doe. He thinks Bean's a real player, and he kind of goes on with that theme and later on in the call. All right, listen, we're almost out of time. How long are you going to be back in the States this time, Doe? Well, I'll be here until June or July. What I need is I need some babes, Bean. It doesn't I, sound like it. It sounds like you're doing just fine, Doe. You're doing better than I am. Yeah, he only gets them when he leaves the country, though. You and Bean get babes almost every day. We do get babes every day. That is true. Doto, we're so happy that you're back. Unfortunately, we don't have any more time, but can we do this again soon, my friend? Yeah, no problem, Bean. But you say that every time, and then it takes us six <laughs> no, months to track no, you down. I'm sure, Dr. Bean, Bean and I will be keeping contact 24-7. Yes, you will. Yes, yes, we will, 24-7. So mm-hmm. With the Internet these days, life is it's like pretty much you can find people anywhere, right, Bean? That's correct, yes. All right, have a great day, Doe. Thanks a lot for coming on and sharing your story with the Kevin and Bean Show. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Doe giving his oppression of Bean. Bean's just finding what what was uh 
the saying about a Rabi, the announcer Rabi, and he was knee deep in Poon. So I, I think that's what Doe thought about being back then. Does the anybody, classic Doto scream at the end. Does anybody know where Doto is? I mean, I'm friends with him on Facebook, but he doesn't do anything. But does anybody know what he's up to? Like, do you know if he's part of the Alley and Bean teabagger verse? He goes to Vegas a lot. He had his own podcast for a minute, and oh. then he keeps threatening that he's going to do a Karate Kid podcast. That's right. And okay. I don't know if we need to make that happen, just have a special Where's okay. Never Give Up, Doto in-depth Karate Kid episode just to make that happen. I don't know. It's kind of like the Sam Neemery, the Armenian comedian. Do you think that they want that in the teabagger world? Mm-hmm. I don't think Bean does, no. <laughs> I don't yeah. think Bean likes it a lot. I don't know if Ali does. I'm going to have to ask that on the next crowdcast. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. I would like to have Doe come on a cup of tea in a chat. I think that'd be That would be awesome. Yeah. The thing is, I the same thing with Sam, with all the nuts they had, yeah. it might not have been fun to be around them, to be their friend, you know, but it's a ball to have Kevin and Bean interact with them. They made them yes. funny, even Sam. And before we finish with Doe, I clipped that last scream of his. So maybe that could be my ringtone or something. Mm. This is another thing. They came to this late. This is something that came out way before. Ralph was doing a story. They were trying to get rid of the Badgers in England. It convoluted story. Anyway, it, it came to this. Queen guitarist Brian May is asking us to save the Badgers. It turns out the Badgers in Wales, where he lives, are um, spreading tuberculosis amongst the cows in that area. So local officials there have decided to cut down the badger population. I don't think they do it by asking them to move. They don't? No. Have you should notice? No, I believe there are badger traps involved, and Brian May is furious. Ah. He calls it an inhuman act of vandalism to be killing badgers by large numbers. What if Sarah Palin shoots her from a helicopter? From a helicopter, exactly. <laughs> then it'd be okay. That sounds fair. Uh, I did not know this when I did the story last hour, but apparently Brian May of Queen has recorded a song dedicated to the local badger population That's there in not Wales. Possible. It is? <laughs> nope. And one of the listeners sent it to me, so I brought it in. Here's a little taste of the new Brian May song, simply entitled Badgers. Badgers, 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 BadgerBadgerBadger.com <laughs> Who knew that website? I had no idea until this morning. How'd you find it? Because a listener sent it to me and said, I think this would be a good song to compliment your badger story. Yeah, it's a little trippy. The video is even trippier when you'll go to watch How it. How can it be? It's uh, strange, strangely captivating, though. <laughs> it is. It is very soothing after a while. <laughs> it's going to be a hit. <laughs> I feel like I'm having some sort of a seizure. (laughs) Okay, so the Badger Badger song, that's when it came out. It actually came out in 2003, and Kevin and Bean discovered it in 2011. Oh, I looked it up today. It's got 30 million views. (laughs) Almost 30 million. (laughs) It's got badgers with wings 
uh, a badger on a hovercraft with a guitar. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's well, not the OG. The OG is just badgers. The OG is <laughs> badgers, just badgers, mushroom, and a snake. Weird. Okay. Okay. So anyway, that's the week that was. By the way, everybody, go to the archive. The whole week, Kevin and Bean were on. You go March 21 to 25, 2011. Everyone out there, go and listen to a show from that week. They were on. They were funny. It was great. So that's the week that was. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the podcast roundup. Nailed it. Ow. Get it, Edwin. You want to promote your podcast? We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I'm working, bitch. I like the cute parts of kids. Right. Oh, oof. Get in the van. Okay. All right. Welcome to the podcast roundup. All right. On great news, Kevin brought up his giant ears. Sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> my AirPod just fell out. My ears are huge. I don't know if you've noticed, my ears are like satellite dishes. So AirPods just bounce around in there and then they fall out. Hi. Ooh, all right. Welcome to Great News. Good start. I feel you, Kevin. I, I can't feel it. AirPods in my ears either. One of my right. earbuds, they come with different sized uh, things you can put on. Did you ever get one of those? They got like small, medium, large. Um, I always get the biggest ones. I'll send you all the large ones. I'm not using them. Okay. My <laughs> wife uses the smallest ones, so we can never share your phones. So, all right. On uh, Janky Town, they reflected on the two years after. Do you remember what happened uh, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> A lot of bad shit. A lot of bad shit. Well, a global pandemic was happening and it was about to begin, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I do want to talk about is what happened after we all got that fateful call. <laughs> Even you, yourself, right? You got the call. Yeah, yeah, you got the call. I got the call. Everybody that we used to work with got the call except for Omar. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I will be honest and say I was relieved. And when I say I was relieved, I, I just meant that I didn't go out like – I didn't have to get fired by Kevin and Bean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right, that was right, right. that mm -hmm. was my fear the whole time. Was yeah, like I don't want to let them down. Oh, uh, you you let them down a lot, but you, they never yeah. fired. You know, just looking back on it, I guess they just just the way the station operated. I guess they're all glad now that it's done. Robin, do you remember where you were when you heard that the morning show was let go? I do not. I was in Detroit. But I wasn't actively listening to it as much. I just couldn't listen to, what was it, the Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen show? I listened to it, but not as religiously. I kind of would feel bad if I didn't have Bean in there. I know it's a weird thing, but I just didn't listen to it as much. So I do remember, I have a friend that um, we used to always talk about, oh my God, did you hear Bean just announced? Or, oh, did you hear this on the podcast or you know, on the show? Or did you hear this? And he texted me and he said, did you hear what happened? And I said, no. And then I went online and we all saw what happened. Well, we all knew what happened at that point. So, But it seems like all of them, like Jen keeps mentioning how everything's kind of worked out, that everybody's got their own podcast and then everybody's working. The next podcast I can feature I haven't featured before. Uh, it's this thing called The Klein Alley Show. And essentially, <laughs> well... I was missing some Omar, and also they had the Mike Kaplan news. So I did some listening, and they were talking about the replacement of Mike Kaplan. So it's really kind of affecting them, too. 
Or I know as we are doing this show right now, they are actively going through resumes upon resumes of who will be the new boss. And, and we should add don't go meddling to the job description. Don't go meddling. Yeah. That's all that's all new bosses do. They meddle. They meddle and they look around and they say, Where's the problem? And I am being completely honest and candid, probably more so than I should be right now. There is a decent chance a new boss comes in here and just because they're the new boss gets rid of us on day number one. It's yep. very possible. That is a good chance because, yeah, you're going to have a guy who wants to, you know, comes in, come in guns a-blazing because I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to save K-Rock. Yeah. Just, just shut up. Yeah, so they're all kind of panicking over there, which I guess I can see. It's radio. Radio people get fired a lot. Really. I, I want to ask about the term meddling. So where do you think... Was that Mike Kaplan meddling in things or, you know, where are they going with that in the job description? My understanding, because I don't really listen to Klein and Natalie a lot at all. You know, I'll get a, a, a itch. Yeah, ever. I'll get an itch to listen to Omar and I'll see something that has his name on it and I'll, I'll play it. And then there's just not that chemistry there. The biggest thing I hear is that Mike Kaplan meddled in every show he, he was involved in. Mm. And one of the things that I feel about when I listen to that show or listen to that show is that it was very tight. It didn't feel comfortable. They didn't feel comfortable together. This new episode I listened to felt a little bit more comfortable for them. So there was a, it, was, it was more enjoyable to listen to because they felt more relaxed. Klein is uh, somebody that uh, I know they've, other people that were on the show speak very favorably of. And they like him, so I would imagine that he would be able to do a much better job if Klein or the new boss wasn't meddling. But yeah, two years later, everybody's worried about something happening. All right, let's move on to some funner clips. There you go, Grammar Police. <laughs> um, so Monday was a very good episode for me for the Ralph Report because I got a happy hit. And, you know, we play upbeat music for you every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. Christopher called in in reference to the fact we've been doing an awful lot of talking about one of my favorite musical genres, Yacht Rock. Mm. Hey, Ralph, it's uh, Christopher, three-star general, lover of whiskey. Uh, in honor of Yacht Rock, I would like to request Lonely Island, I'm on a boat. Mm. That is, to me, is the ultimate rocking out on a yacht song. LMB. I'm on a boat. I remember we were talking about Yacht Rock, and I did say that I was going to call in. So I got played. Oh, then nice. he also played some Beethoven for me. 1826, Beethoven String Quartet Number no. 13 in B-flat major. Premiered on this day in Vienna. Ooh. One of the most beautiful pieces of uh, classical music around. crazy as a species man can make music like that and also create weapons of mass destruction right an interesting animal man and, is and i'm on a boat and on a boat as well so yeah let me some beethoven i've had that same philosophical discussion in my head too but uh we'll move on no one needs to hear my ramblings that, on music that's when beethoven sold out i mean sheesh i like his early stuff <laughs> well yeah that's when he had most of his hearing right no. yeah I mean, Beethoven's just one of my favorites. He's amazing. Yeah, beautiful music. I mean, amazing. Uh, let's see. Oh, Steve had a happy hit, but I don't have time to play it. But I do have this time for 
this John Denver song that Ralph sang. See, it is a beautiful part of the country. So happy West Virginia Day. As John Denver once said, Sunshine on my vagina makes me happy. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Just like John Denver would have said. Yes. After he hit the water. Wow. Oh, come on. Wow. Enough time has passed. No. I think. That's still a raw nerve. Oh, stop. National Too soon? Too soon. So, uh, West Virginia, we salute you. This week had everything for me for the Ralph Report. That morbid <laughs> humor, a place to put in an old Kevin and Bean clip. Wonderful. <laughs> He's having a meetup, too, in April, April 30th. I got my tickets for that. It's actually going to be at a comedy club with him there, and he's going to do, I don't know if he's going to do the show or if he's going to do. It's a just, live show. It's a live show, right? Yeah, it's a live Ralph Report. Yeah, I just bought I just bought tickets without really reading everything, so I, it could uh-huh. be somebody else. I could be scammed like Ralph was. Yeah. Uh, show up, Emo Phillip will be on stage. What? I thought this was Ralph Garman. <laughs> you like that Emo Phillips? Emo writer? Phillips bull. Nice Emo Phillips bull. <laughs> Kids, look that up. I'll insert my boomer clip here. Wow, Boomer. Uh, moving on to Cup of Tea in the chat. Bean and Donna are getting a divorce. Can I tell you uh, how Donna and I are getting a divorce? I feel like you lead with that. We've had a problem throughout the years where Donna and I disagree strongly on what the expiration date on food really means. Okay. Case in point. Okay. I'm in the fridge yesterday, and there's a quart of milk. Uh-huh. That has an expiration date of March 14th on it. Oh, okay. Okay, and that was around the 19th. Okay. Yeah, so it's five days past. Okay. okay? It smells fine. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that it tasted fine because I had some before I was forced to pour it down the sink. I said, I'm going to have some of this milk. And she said, no, no, you got to throw that milk out. And I said, the date's the 14th. And she's like, yeah, it's the 19th. We're past it. And I'm like, there's a grace period. It doesn't expire at midnight on the last day that's on the label. And she said, you're drinking botulism. So the argument is over expiration dates. I am team Don on this. Bean just waits too long. I'm sorry. Just got to go. Just got to throw it out. (laughs) I'm team Donna also. This this happened. I wonder if this is a married couples thing. Because my wife will like, go ahead and drink it. It's fine. I'm like, oh, you drink it if you want to poison yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Jen? Oh, I'm definitely team Bean. So, yeah, if your cheese has a little mold on it, cut it off. It's perfectly fine. The problem up here is we don't get, if you buy milk, I don't know what they do in getting it up here, but it tends to go bad in just a couple of days. So we don't really have milk sitting around and stuff like that. But, and I do believe the caller called in and said it's a sell-by date. And I believe in San Diego, they just passed a law that when food has gone past the sell-by date, they have to give it to homeless shelters and what you know women's shelters and things like that um because you would not believe the amount of food that grocery stores throw away if it's opened and it's past the sell-by date i I toss it i don't know i'm always worried about the fear fear. so i i really can right (laughs) how about you robin sell-by dates i am a true sell-by dater um my husband will go weeks, months with going by the best buy or sell by date. Yeah, he we're we're divided households as well. So I can completely understand where being a Donna are coming from. I'm on Donna's side. Team Donna for the win. I think this is a thing. <laughs> I don't think any married couples agree on this. Nope. Deanna and I do. Deanna and I will be like, nope, so 
We oh, okay, good. About. You're the one. Yeah. yeah, we're the we're the couple. All right. Um, so much to talk about. There's the Ricky Schroeder thing with Ali, which was hilarious. But I'm gonna go with the uh, the Pusha T versus the fish sandwich. Right. That's how rap began. Is you were dissing the other people in the neighborhood who were rapping also, and there have been thousands of songs throughout the history of rap music that have dissed people and have dissed things. This is the first time that anyone has ever dissed a McDonald's fish sandwich. And I'm not even kidding when I tell you that the new Pusha T track is an ad for Arby's. So Pusha T wrote a diss track for the filet fish sandwich. And it's, and it's a commercial for Arby's. First thing, Arby's, ew, that's gross. That's the worst. That's the worst of the fast food restaurants. Uh, the filet fish is delicious. That is one of my favorite sandwiches at McDonald's. And anytime I have a fish sandwich outside of that, I'll just wish I got a filet fish. And three, what the hell happened to rap beefs? You know, in the 90s, we had Tupac and Biggie, and now we got Kanye versus Pete Davidson and, and, and Pusha T versus the filet fish Yeah, it's not the same, is it? No, definitely not the same. Uh, your thoughts on fish sandwiches, everybody? Robin, I, I think you have hard, you have uh, strong thoughts. Yeah, um, I'm not a fish sandwich person. However, the whole thing—I mean, the fact that he had this for 20 years and just finally just shot back at them with this song. Um, but when they were talking about this, I just thought to myself, "Who was it? it was Justin Timberlake, Pusha T, and who was the third person?" Pharrell, I think. Pharrell, that was it. How does it take? three megastars to write a two second jingle for McDonald's. I don't understand that. And they got paid thousands of dollars and to write just a little jingle. That's just, it's mind blowing to me when they were, when they were talking about it, I just thought to myself, what the hell I'm in the wrong industry. Oh well, yeah. Making <laughs> jingles. That is a big business, but I believe it was a promotion for McDonald's to have them do a full song. And just that little portion of it just turned into the jingle that they just, kept using because well they had the rights to the whole song Mm -hmm. so i would say pusha t probably had the beat or maybe some part of the jingle maybe he did a little bit at the end right yeah i don't know yeah they have used it ever since then yeah Mm -hmm. but he got paid five hundred thousand dollars for the song so it's also kind of like a slap in the face when they you know what i mean like they get to keep everything they get the royalties every time the song plays so, that's the music business. That's yeah. That's, I, that's, that's the music business in a nutshell. It's like record companies keep everything, and artists get very little. Spotify is one of the ones that's really the worst artist. But I, I get you. I, I understand completely that that sucks that he only gets a small portion. But even Pharrell and uh, Justin Timberlake making a few millions off it—that's still a small portion of what they've made using this jingle for twenty years or something. But yeah, filet fish. All right, last question for a cup of tea in the chat I have is, what the hell's going on with Bean? Let me start with the Vilma thing. First of all, before we even proceed, I feel like years ago, Bean would have been like, beat it, Vilma. Now, maybe it's a captive audience. You're not leaving your house as much. But I feel like now you're more open to things, and I think that's lovely. Mrs. Baxter made the exact same observation. She was so wow. surprised and so pleased to see me yes. open my my closed mind just a tiny yes. crack to maybe let somebody else's opinion in. She's very Love pleased it. to see that happen. Love right? it. This is what broke my heart. Because Bean and I, we were together on all of these things. Closed-minded towards all of this stuff. There's no way that me and Bean 
in the early 2000s would have connected ourselves to some kind of Game Boy with wires coming out of our head. I know yeah. that whole story was so weird. I thought, well, if you're going to do that, do the uh, Scientology personality test. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, that was brought up too. And then Allie made a good point later on that I didn't clip that, where the person that she's going to give the results to is just going to try and sell him stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, that seems like telemarketing scheme. And then the dog call, which uh, Steve, our, our listener Steve, he actually got a call, a cup of tea in the chat. He left us a message that was similar to this call, so I'm just going to play this, about that call. Allie and Bean, this is Steve and PV calling. God damn it. Why do I have to come out of an upbeat Monday morning to get handed a story about a dog dying? I mean, what are you guys doing here? Can you get Don on the phone? Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Hey, props to Steve. When I heard that, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? That's brilliant. <laughs> Robin, thoughts on the dog story? I didn't listen to it. I just got a new puppy, and people were telling me, you're going to bawl your eyes out, and I haven't listened to it yet. I'm on Monday's podcast right now. Um, I haven't listened to it, and now I'm even – I don't want to hear it. I, <laughs> I think I am going to cry my eyes out and just – I'm going to hate the story. But I heard that it's a good story, but it's not. So it's kind of like – Oh, I'm dreading it. Basically, the vet wrote the dog parents mm-hmm. a letter as an angel taking in the dog and being like was just weeping. I was waiting for a punchline. I was waiting for a, a, a drop or something the whole time. And I'm like, is Bean really crying? And then yeah. it ended. And then I was like, well, that wasn't any great news. I'm, I don't know what yeah. to say. Yeah, I um, I think just because I got a dog and I, I actually do... um off topic but I do a Fitbit challenge with a bunch of teabaggers every week so there was a chat going on in that challenge last week and they were like don't listen to the show and then one of those guys sadly he had to put his dog down he she passed away on Thursday so mm-hmm. he was like I was listening to the podcast and he was like I walked so much today and I was bawling my eyes out on the treadmill and I was like I don't want to hear that I <laughs> why are you telling me this and then his dog had to be put down on Thursday and it was just oh sad okay very sad, but the whole angel part of it, I think Bean wouldn't have had time for in like 90. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I want Bean to mash the dog story, the dog letter, with his sad song segment from a few weeks back. Then we can all just kill ourselves. I want him to bash that with clips of him teasing lightning about no dog. Oh, good point. I want to put those together and see which Bean comes out of that fight. <laughs> You're right. Bean has changed. Well, that's the podcast roundup. Uh, well, let's go on to flashback that needs no introduction with Jen. Okay, this is just a couple of weeks ago. KLOS, hello. Hi. Hi, what's the movie you watched the most? Um, La Bamba. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> oh my gosh, like over 50 times. Would you like to hear the music from it? Kevin loves to play that. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we oh, did that last hour. Oh, oh that's mm-hmm. right, we did. I forgot. It was our tribute last hour. <laughs> right on, thanks for calling. So Allie's calling into uh, Kevin's show. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, Kevin will not give up. He will not. All right. And then I've got an instant request. 
Uh, dear Kevin and Bean, uh, me and my girlfriend decided that Cat, who works here at K Rock, of uh-huh. course. Corbett, right. Really sounds like Christian Bale's Batman. So we, <laughs> so we thought it'd be funny to see what a conversation with them would be like. Sometimes after a late night or a long weekend, Cat comes in and the voice is a little rough. He is yeah. right about that. So it's time for a Kevin and Bean instant request. Listen up, everyone. You instant make a request. Instant request. Kevin and Bean instant request. All right, this one is for Justin. First, we go to the phone, and we have K-Rock's own Cat Corbett, who comes on after the Kevin and Bean Morning Show, weekday mornings at 9. Good afternoon, Cat. How are you guys? How are you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? I don't, Wait, think, I don't is... think this is funny, by the way. I don't think I sound anything like Batman. You don't? No, this is just... You guys, you really make me crazy sometimes. Well, maybe this is a good chance for you to listen to Batman's voice, and then maybe I've you'll hear... I've heard Batman's voice, and I don't sound anything like him. This is ridiculous. Well, let's let the listeners decide because we have Christian Bale's Batman on the other line. Good morning, uh, Dark Knight. Hello, Kevin and How are you? <laughs> We're doing fine. How are you? Oh, it's great to talk to you, and I'm glad that you're fighting crime in the city of Guadalajara. What? Wait. I'm glad that you're fighting crime in the city of Los Angeles. Hey, Batman, say hi to Cat. Hello, Cat. How are you doing? Hi, Batman. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. And I don't think we sound anything alike. I agree. I don't think we sound anything alike either. Hello. <laughs> I am busy fighting the Joker. Batman, you all right? Yes. Sorry, I had a hairball. Yeah, or was hairball. That, or was, or, no, that was Cat, then. If it was a hairball, it must have been Cat. No, B, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, it wasn't was Batman. I'm so confused. And I just, I'm glad you probably put us on the Shabon together so people don't think we sound alike. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm guessing. I think we're not. You guys don't think you sound anything alike? No, I don't think there's any similarity between us whatsoever. Come on, Jack. I have to agree with her. I think we sound very different. Why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to kill me? No one's trying to kill you. No one's trying to kill you, Batman. Why are you trying to make fun of my voice? I don't know why they're doing this, Batman, but I'm just as upset as you are. Who can I be? You can be a Catwoman. Oh, there you go. Oh, but that's one. Of, that's one. Someone you fight against, isn't it? Well, yeah, really. Right, I'm not. Now that I think about it, you're yeah, right. So I will not have to be able to do that. Is this Scooby Doo on the line? <laughs> no, no, it's not. But Scooby Doo is with me. If you like to talk to Scooby, come over here. <laughs> wow, that's a bonus. Yeah, Batman. So, do you think we got anything like? No, I don't. That's what I thought. We don't sound anything like Scooby. No, Batman. We don't sound like All right. Ralph has lost his mind. He has too many people living inside his head. Ladies and gentlemen, for Justin, it came to be an instant request right there. So funny. The way that they kind of, he just keeps going. Oh, it sounds like Scooby. Okay. And it's just, and it was interesting because I ended up, I'm now kind of pushing into February and Ralph took the week off. There was this energy that he brought and a silliness that he brought that wasn't so much there when he was, at least that week. I don't know. I love them all, but Ralph really brought that energy, uh, a goofiness, a more silliness, you know, sense of humor. So that's why we love them. Okay, here's one more. Have you guys seen all of the items that they have for sale? 
Well, I know we talked to some K-Rock listeners this morning, you remember, Kevin, who were in Washington, D.C., and they said that's part of the story is you can buy literally any item you can think of with Barack Obama's name or face on it right now in D.C. They can buy Obama cufflinks, uh, tie bars, hats, chocolate candy with Obama's face on a stick. Uh, we have Obama hot sauce, sweatshirts, uh, T-shirts, hats, uh, mugs, framed items are going really well, nice with his image, anything with his image. It's almost like the Pope. Anything with his image on it is a big seller. Probably 20% or 25% of our customer base now has been from overseas. A lot from England have been here. And they tell me that they're buying bags of stuff because everybody back home said, you better not come home without some Obama merchandise. What's amazing is that's just one retailer. Uh, it's all over the country they're selling stuff like this. QVC is going to be broadcasting tonight selling Obama stuff from one of the inaugural balls. That's how tied in QVC is. They've already sold over 100,000 items related to President-elect Obama, now President Obama, on QVC alone. We have uh, Mel Bridgman, who is in product development at QVC on the phone. Good morning, Mel. Good afternoon, Kevin and Dane. How are you? <laughs> Good afternoon, Mel. It's such a pleasure to be on your show, don't you know? Well, it's always great to talk to anyone from QVC. You guys do a terrific job on your oh, channel. Thank and you. Over stating how popular this Obama merchandise is right now, are we? No, it's crazy. People buy anything with Barack Obama's face on it. You got uh, necklaces, you got coins, you yes. got handbags. I mean, just throw blankets. What uh, What are some of the items that you're most excited about offering on QVC tonight, Mel? We've got some great deals, and I hope everybody will tune in for the new Obama Snuggie. Oh, is that the, I love the Snuggie. It's a Snuggie with Obama's face on it, and your arms come out through his eyes. It's a little creepy. That doesn't sound it keeps you warm, like and you can read a book. That doesn't sound like a good item, Instead though. Of having your arms trapped under a blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be. We've also got the Barackett Fisherman. The what? The Barackett Fisherman. <laughs> that doesn't sound... It's a tiny little fishing rod, and in case you're in the middle of the lake and you decide you want to fish, you just reach into your pocket and pull out the Barackett Fisherman. That's just a pocket fisherman with a different name, right? And his face slapped on it. Okay, but all right. What's the point of that? Like, what, is, what does Barack Obama have to do with fishing? It doesn't make any sense, Mel. He used to fish all the time back Did... there where he grew up where did in he that grow place. Up? You know, where the fish were. <laughs> By those streams. Sure, yeah. We've got for the kitchen, we've got the Barack Chop. The Barack Chop. You just slap it and it chops things up. It's amazing. You can make a right. salad. Mel, that's right, just the slap chop. You that's can a slap make it, chop. You can make nuts with it. That's already an item. You're going to love my nuts. <laughs> with the new the slap chop. That's all it is. Wow. Try new Baracky Putty. Oh, come on. Rocky Putty can seal anything. It's like an adhesive. It's amazing. That's Mighty Putty. That's Mighty Putty. It's Baracky Putty. You're just taking existing items and putting his picture on it. That's not true. Okay. This is a Baracky Putty. It comes in the shape of his face. Okay. (laughs) All right. You can get the new Sham Obama. Come on. Sham Obama. It is old. Twenty times its weight. That's just the sham wow. No, it's the sham Obama. These are yeah. all as seen on TV products. How about the the uh. lean, mean Barack Obama grilling machine? <laughs> Come on. Right. If you want to work out, you can work out with the Obama Flex. You're not even trying. It's the only weight-lifting <laughs> machine that's got rods. <laughs> it's the Bowflex. The that's Obama all that Flex. is. It's great. 
Try wow. new Chia Obama. Chia Pet. Come it's on. It's his head, and you water it, and hair grows out of it. These are well, not. That, that could be pretty cool, actually. I, I would mind seeing These that. are not unique items. They though. are unique. No, Mel. President Obama's had personally had a hand in designing each and every one of them. I'm guessing that's not true. That's not true. Mm-hmm. How about the album he recorded for us? What? He recorded. You know, Barack Obama is a very talented pianist. No, I don't know. No. What, what are you talking about? Yes, he, he plays piano, loves classical music. Okay. And he's recorded a, 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 a CD you can only get on QVC. I find that hard to believe. It's true. It's, it's Barack Obama playing all of his favorite Mozart hits. The CD's called Barack Meets Amadeus. <laughs> yeah! Yes! Yeah! <laughs> I, I believe we were set up, Kevin. Uh, I love when he, he does that stuff and brings it all the way around. Yeah. He checked out so many boxes. Ed Wynn, Rocky Amadeus. Yep. As seen on TV, all of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I just have one short one more. And this will be a moment with. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. 106.7 K-Rock is K-R-O-Q. I'm sure you heard it yesterday morning, but in case you didn't, um, we talked to the Vice President Dick Cheney as... I wish I could remember our president's name. Barack Obama? President Obama? <laughs> Come on. Wow. That's shocking even to me. That was a moment with Kevin. It was just yesterday. Happens. That, was, that happened yesterday. <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> who are you trying? Who are you going for? Uh, FDR? Or? I was going for <laughs> Obama. DiMaggio. But uh, that name wouldn't. Ed Norton. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> no, nothing going on. Ed Norton. <laughs> um, that was Jay Moore sitting in with him. So yeah. <laughs> I, um, and that's what I have for this week. Going back to that clip, I'm surprised oh. Ralph helped him. Right? Because this is the rule: you don't say anything. You don't say anything. You just let him go. Let him try and figure out who it was for as long as it takes for him right. to figure out who it was. But I'm wondering if because Jay was in the room, the maybe to, to keep it going because Jay. So you know what I mean. He he would interrupt those guys and he would just kind of go off on his own thing as well. So I'm well, surprised when they were talking about Obama and the the product that they didn't mention that anytime you talk about the president, the Secret Service will like listen in. So I'm surprised they didn't call the FBI. <laughs> Nice. All right. Uh, well, that is our show for today. We want to thank Robin for coming on. Of course. I had fun. Thanks for having me on. Join the Feedbaggers Facebook group. Also join the Cup of Tea and the Chat Patreon. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And this is episode 58. And we'll all catch you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 These idiots are not getting it. <laughs> they are just, they're so dumb. Did you have a good time? Yes! I got you something! What do you mean you got me something? I did! Bourbon! You took bourbon from them? Yeah! Why? Because I know you like bourbon! Don't you can't just pick? I mean, I do like it, but you can't just pick it from them! But do you like it? Get in the van! Take off the crappy work! Get ready! Get ready! Because the show's over!